Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men TV on a wonderful Friday morning. Uh, I'm joined by Evo and John Machen uh, to discuss Liverpool versus Crystal Palace. Um, cannot wait for this one. Um, John, we dined out last night, steak, chips, peppercorn sauce, but very much Sunday. That's, actually, that's exactly what I had for dinner last Did night. Did you really? In the tavern. Go ahead, dude. Absolutely. Really? Yes. That's madness, Bye-bye. isn't it? Well, you're having bread and butter Sunday because it's the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal no. Palace again. Nah, got a spring in our step though. Oh, there we go. <laughs> got a spring in our step though. Yeah, absolutely. What are you expecting? What, what do you think that result will mean for this game? Nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's the first half the agenda done. Thanks, John. Go to an advert yeah. break, please, Tom. I mean, I think um, I think the fans are still, are still on a high. I think the players are professional. They'll know it's a difficult job going to Palace. It's a it's a ground which gets a great atmosphere for the home fans, and it'll be a difficult game because Palace are a better side now than they were under Hodgson. They they play a little bit better. They can be a little bit dangerous. They don't tend to beat decent sides, though. That's the thing. They mm-hmm. tend to beat you know Norwich, but they don't t- tend to beat you know West Ham, Chelsea, you know that Tottenham. They they send. So I don't really think they're good enough to, to do us any damage. So hopefully come through that with three points and move on. Eva, what, what about you? Do you think this Liverpool side now is going to have that spring in this step moving into this game? I hope so. I, I really do. Because I think even if this is a complete... And, and another completely another competition at all. Uh, it, it's still a win midweek, and that gives you an edge, like mentally. It's always easier to make the next away trip with a win midweek, and I, I would love them to to get into a run now, and like win the games, like obviously the ones without Mane, without Salah. Just win it. Find a way to win it and collect the points. Get through it, and. Like we were in this, in this, in this, we were capable of doing this in 80, 90, 19, where we had games where we scored four or five goals, but also just one or two in some games where we just managed it really well. And I hope we will do this against Palace. I think that's right. I think, John, for me, you know, you know, talking a little bit about last night's performance and sort of thinking ahead, and, and Evo's right there, the way that we sort of professionally, efficiently dismembered Arsenal in front of their own crowd to be quite honest with you bodes well for another trip to London in fact have Liverpool come home I, I, I don't even know 
They should stay. They should. <laughs> no, take them away from the bright lights. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. I mean, um, it's four days, though, isn't it? Where are they going to train for four days yeah, if they stay yeah. in London, you know? Um, so. Sure, Tottenham would let us use their facilities after not an arsenal out of the cup. <laughs> and he can, he's not saying any shite. Yeah, uh, yeah no. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I just want to keep going now. And, I, you know, I do think um, to see if we can get a, a good run of three points. A lot. I mean, we've obviously, we've got a break coming up, of course, haven't we? So um, that, that'll give the players a chance to sort of. Um, recuperate and um, get over any tiredness they, they have over anything and get as close to the day that um, Mo Salah's back. Yeah, and I think the other thing, Eva, I think it's something you were alluding to before, is that Liverpool seem to thrive on these two games a week, don't they? It's like, whenever we play one a week, I always worry a bit more nowadays. I used to think a few years ago, oh, Jürgen Klopp's got a week to repair, we'll be good. But the way these players no. are primed, it's like they need that midweek game to get the juices flowing to keep everything ticking along we are so used to this rhythm it's unbelievable like we we are a worse team when we have like two weeks off or one week of like the the covid one before tottenham was it this this game where we on last there maybe or, or which one are you talking about sorry no that, that, that was a game where tottenham have had one game off uh, one week off right before i just I just think that we are better when we have this two two or three games a week rhythm because they are just used to it it's easy it's like body memory it's like every everything and going into a game with with one with one week off only on the weekend you have to start everything again it's not automatically it's not like subconsciously it's not that easy and i think if you just if you just keep this rhythm, win it, go back. That's somehow, even if we have an international break. In, oh, I in, think it's actually a winter break, isn't it, we're having? Is it technically the winter is, break? Is it a winter yeah, break? Yeah. Yeah, oh, wow. Winter break. I didn't know that. Yeah. Go ahead. The, the, regardless, know. you don't lose the last game before the January transfer oh, window break. ends because <laughs> you know, social media goes mental. <laughs> yeah. like I mean, this. the thing about not, not playing... Oh, the thing about playing twice a week is that Klopp doesn't get to do his training and his tactical stuff that he wants to do. He likes to have a lot of time with the players to, to work on them before games. So, um, And obviously, if you're playing twice a week, you're not training in that same way, are you? Um, you you're sort of um, cooling down and then building up. Um, so that, And there is a benefit to that training. We might not bear it out the week after an international break or a winter break, it's borne out between that break and the end of the season, probably in this instance, because that's what when all that helps. It's just that we sometimes feel like, well, we didn't win the first game back. What a waste of time. It's not true, is it? That's no. just a fan mindset rather than yeah, a player yeah. and a manager yeah. mindset. And you look at Chelsea now, they're complaining about tiredness. Tuchel's saying, oh, we're playing badly because we're all tired. Well, you know, it's January, for God's sake. You've got to play till May. <laughs> Yeah, you know. way to go. Yeah, like you said, the, the, the players, stuff, everyone is appreciating this time. Because like, even if we want to say, see them play and we have somehow the feeling that they are better with 
a midweek game and this this whole rhythm like even if we didn't play Leeds and we didn't play this really tough schedule and we had this game off and everything and games were postponed through covid it, it was it's still a lot because like over this festive period you lose this this rhythm because it's not tied to midweek weekend midweek weekend so uh like to to get back into that february time where you just go back to the rhythm you know that's easier for everyone Okay, we're all in a good mood. We beat Arsenal last night. We progressed to the Carabao Cup final. Um, I'm going to give you some bad news. Uh, last time we played Crystal Palace, the scorers were Salah, Mane and Naby Keita in a 3-0 win. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much, Chris. Thank You're you. welcome. Um, but listen, this is a side that I think we've won nine straight against Crystal Palace now. And the, the last one? At Crystal Palace, was it the seven nil? Seven nil. Taki played well in that game. I think Oxley Chamberlain plays well in that game. Bobby Hattrick. Bobby Hattrick. I mean, it was a really good time out <laughs> at Crystal Palace <laughs> last season. But they are changed, John. They are a different side now. They you play know. differently. They've got. I mean, Gallagher's made a big difference to them up front. He's, he's very dangerous. Uh, he's fast and tricky, and he scores goals. Um, They've still got Zaha, who can, you know, he's, he's sort of in there, and out. Afcon, in it? You know, he's just, oh, he's, he's an Afghan. Yeah, he won't be there. So, other than that, um, we shouldn't really have any trouble with them, although it'll be a, a, bit, a bit of a more flowing game than maybe normally, mm-hmm. you know. I think Vieira's got them playing decent football. Do a little bit of housekeeping then. Uh, we've got Kiate and Zaha, both still at Afcon at the moment. Uh, AU is about fifty percent for the game. Um, they, they and ooh, so James Tompkins and MacArthur will both miss the Brighton game and look like they're very unlikely to play as well. So both doubt. So it's a severely hampered Crystal Palace side against the side from Liverpool. That all right, we're missing Salah and Mane, Naby Keita, but everything else seems to be moving in the right direction. Yeah, definitely. Like it, it, it can be tricky games like this because when you think hey, that they are not, they have not a full squad. They can't play the best players, or oh, Zaha is not there. Like I remember weeks and games and years where we where we had great midweek games and we were like buzzing to just go to a mid-table team and and just do our business. And then it was harder than than we thought it would be. Mm-hmm. So like. The the one thing I thought about k- killing them killing them off early will be important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, YouTube comments fuming at me because um, because I told them who the goal scorers were as well. Oh, cheers for that one, Chris. Uh, Skyrim Jones says there, um, and a couple of others, uh, which is brilliant to see. Thank you very much for joining us on this one. Hey everyone, mate here. If you're enjoying this podcast, then do go and check out Redmen Plus, our Liverpool streaming service, giving you tons of extra podcasts each and every month. There's Jano Insight, there's the Around the League show the debate show the opposition preview and interviews with liverpool legends past and present as well tons of content to keep you occupied keep you busy thrilled entertained and go deeper on liverpool fc culture head to the redmentv.com sign up and join us on redmen plus 
Um, I forgot to do the trivia question, so I'm going to do it now. We've won our last four against Palace. In those last four against Crystal Palace, obviously we mentioned the 7-0. How many goals have we scored and how many goals have we conceded? Um, I'm going to let you mull that one over uh, for just a moment or two. Um, because it's great. Um, but well, before we do then, have you got a little guess on that? <coughs> 15. I'll, yeah, like, I would say we scored... Let's say 16 and I have <laughs> 16 and we conceded four. We scored 16. Wow. That's right. And we conceded none. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, I, I didn't say how many we conceded, so I, you'd have okay, to take. I, was, I meant none. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I did. You were still wrong. You said 15. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're here for the nasty gritty part of the show, though. Um, it's all about Liverpool's team. So, John, who's coming in goal? Is it Alisson? Is it Kelleher? Is it, am Alice, I, am Alisson I in goal. I think that's an easy choice. Who's up front? Up front is um, Tacky. Okay. If Ox is not fit. If Ox is fit, is Ox, I think. And then Bobby and... Um, I've forgotten his name. Jota. He scored two goals and I can't remember his <laughs> yeah, name. You have to sing a Jota. song. Jota, Jota, yeah. Jota, Bobby, and either Ox or Tacky if he's if Fox's injury I'm, keeps him. I'm out. just looking at the injury table now, and it's it's been updated after uh, the presser as well. Uh, so Divock Origi, we know already. Sixth of February looks like the date that he's going to be coming back. Alcantara, Thiago, the same. Uh, Harvey Elliott, fifty percent chance. So maybe we'll see him on the bench. bench yeah. uh, Oxley Chamberlain, late fitness test, fifty percent uh. chance. Joel Matip. Klopp confirmed that it wasn't actually um, a tactical move last night. It was something that they felt, and because they had Ibu and because they had Joe Gomez on there, he made that change um, at half-time. He's got a chance, and we know Salamane and Naby Keita are all going to be uh, out for this one. But, you know, uh, Taki Minamino maybe going to get the nod, do you think, as well? Yeah, I think so. Um, overall, he played a really good December, January time around. He scored some goals. Of course, he missed the one against Arsenal, but he he's getting into rhythm. And when he's in rhythm, he's at its best. And like, I, I didn't understand the whole exper experiments when we put him out on the left. And I think Jota was in the middle or right. I, I, I don't understand it because they're like, when you play these three lads, Jota, Firmino and Taki, there's a clear positioning because like the best one for Jota is the left wing Bobby in the middle wherever this middle is back into the midfield or just really up front in the box uh, and then you play Taki on the right uh, he scores the goals with his right foot mainly and I think uh, Taki deserves deserves this spot he played good when he came on against Arsenal and uh, just to put it out I would start Alisson too to, yeah, yeah, to, to, to have to have him back in, in, in into the into the starting eleven in the Premier League. So yeah, in the front three: Jota, Bobby, and Taki. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree. I think that's I think that will be the, the the starting front three. To be honest with you, I think you know question marks. Is there any question marks over the midfield right now? I think you've got to play Fabinho in the centre of the park. Jordan Henderson's going to play football. There's, and no, there's no one else really 
threatening. <clears throat> There's no one else of uh, sufficient experience and quality, I don't think. To, it's, it's, Milner, it's, just, it's Milner, possibly. Do, do you have to play <clears throat> Milner in an away game at Palace? I don't know. I, I don't know that you do, but... Yeah. Um, he may come in for Henderson, maybe if um, if there's any need for him to rest That's or whatever. But we have, we do have a break coming up, so you know, does anyone for, need a break? For, for me, <clears throat> like Milner against Arsenal in the first leg was where we're seeing Milner right now, and what we saw in the second leg was Kurt Jones against Arsenal, and there was a big difference between the two players, you know. And maybe it's unfair to suggest that Milner should join the attack like Kurt Jones. You know, he's not got that youthful exuberance of care to maybe he doesn't have the engine to do it anymore at, at that time. Maybe he was brought in and asked to do a job. I don't know. But all I know is the, they both played left side of a three-man midfield. One had a massive offensive impact on the game in Kurt Jones uh, and one guy kind of stayed back and, that, and was that, played That should safe. be the, the motivation for this game. It should be we're going, out, we're going there to win this game. You know, we're not <clears throat> trying to hold it steady in midfield. We're not trying to be strong and solid. We're trying to win this game and therefore, you know, cares us every day, I would think. Yeah. And Evo, interesting one on this, actually. You know, we know Manchester City are miles ahead of us. You know, we'll we'll know Manchester City, I think, play Saturday night, which we'll come on to and discuss a little bit later on in the show and stuff. But, you know, right now, is there is there any game when you're going at it defensively? At, at any point between now and the end of the season, while the gap's as big as it is? Or is it just... Keep swinging because you may as well go for your three points because you're not winning the league if you don't get three points in every game. Yeah, you like it's that's a clear agenda. You have to win it, and I think it is the easiest to believe that we are, that, that that we still have a chance in this year because like everything is that's going around. We don't know what's happening with COVID. We don't know if Man City catches COVID again late in the season. And like the, the the Premier League won't do anything about it again, and then they are, uh, yeah, they they may, uh, sorry, it's okay, uh, they uh, may miss players too. So uh, you have to go for the three points, and I think like Klopp is so competitive, and he will tell this to, he will tell the squad, he will tell the team, go out and just win it. It, it 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 doesn't need to be a three one five uh, five five nil or something. It's just winning the game, being professional, and g- give it your all. Because like like we learned it now, it's not an international break. It's like a mini winter break. So uh, you can give everything you have in this game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think you always need to play your most offensive players to win the game. I mean, Klopp has famously, you know, played um, Wijnaldum, Milner and Henderson in in Bayern, (laughs) didn't he? And, you know, um, you can win games by being solid in the middle. It's just, I don't think Palace is one of them games. I think we we can, if we take it to them, we'll win it more comfortably. Are we going to have one of those games where, a little bit like Arsenal in the first leg, where they're going to sit deep and they're going to try and make it solid because, you know, they're protecting 11th in the league. They don't want to get drawn into anything. Maybe they're too far away from that. But, you know, are they going to show like they're going to try and win this game or is it going to be one where Liverpool are going to have to break them down, Evo? I think we have to break them down. And I think, like, our, our midfielders give us the flaw in the game. Mm-hmm. Like Fabinho gives gives us such a high floor defensively and in the, in the tr- 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 transitionally when we transition into the offense. And I think if we have like it's almost 
certain if we have a if we have Fabinho playing really good and the two eights, whoever they will be, if they play a good game, we have a great chance to win it. And just to touch on this again, I think it's it's so interesting to discuss Milner or Curtis in this because for me, Milner is a guy who's who's he, he has a great energy. He's mm-hmm. he's he's he has a great engine, but you have to decide like. Milner will use his energy on one side of the ball. He will decide, will we need him more defensively or will, he, will we need him more offensively? And like, we will decide for, the, for, for one of them and on the other side we will suffer because Curtis is young enough and dynamic enough to just take both tasks, both jobs, because like, he's that good to be solid enough in, in the defense, but also just having a big impact in the offense. And... I think Millie is not capable of doing this every week around. He's deciding for one space, okay, I'm going defensively, defensively all all force, or I go offensively. And on, then we will lack at one point or, or another. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Maybe we are at that time in Milner's career. I mean, fantastic save and probably best free transfer we've ever had above Gary Mack. Uh, for me anyway I'd say you know not only you know leadership and you know he's won league titles before and he's now he's won everything well won the big ones with us as well and he's imparted that experience and leadership and you know dedication to the other lads and they know what what it what it is to play at the top level for an incredibly long time and how to go about and win things now but it feels like now's the time when Harvey Elliott and Kurt Jones and these are the lads that are going to take us from the foundations that Milner helped plant. Yeah, yeah. I think Milner these days, he's he tends to sort of throw his weight around, you know, throws in a few tackles, maybe which are, you know, quite borderline a lot of the time when he comes on. And he does seem to, to have that as a role. And the other one is 
to help us sort of um, get through the end of games when it, you know we're in front. Yes. You know, close it all down and get manage the game. We, we sometimes suffered, you know, from not doing that properly. Um, I think that's where his role lies these days. But I think if you're setting out to win a game, then it's not James Milner on the on the starting eleven. Okay. There, there, there will be other games where we need him more. Mm -hmm. And where we need him more significantly for 90 minutes or 60 or just sub him in. And it, maybe it wouldn't be a, a great sign to, to just let Curtis Jones out. He, he deserved it. He, he played massively. He was amazing yesterday. And he, he deserves it. And if we need Millie, we can bring and him again, on. And again, we talked about it on the final word. So, um, you know, it's about rhythm for Kurt Jones now. And one more game before a break is probably yeah. a good thing for Kurt Jones, isn't it? We've seen what he was able to do against Arsenal. Yeah. And if they if they do sit back, then he's more likely to break them down than James Milner. Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure they will sit back. I'm, I don't think they're quite that team anymore. Um, but, but we may force them back, and that that's the, that's the difference. Yeah. And you do need players to, to open up teams, don't you? I watched a lot of um, Vieira's uh, New York side and, and maybe it's just because it's the MLS but they don't sit <laughs> back in the MLS. Nobody can defend in the MLS but he's doing a good job with Palace to be fair. <coughs> um, one, one player I want to talk about, obviously we, t we, we mentioned it uh, just briefly, uh, Joel Matip obviously maybe 75% give or take to play in this game but Ibu Canati came in, solidified the defence last night against Arsenal. Evo for you is Ebu now in pole position for the start. Evo, Ebo. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like we 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 saw it in the in the in the pre previously in the season. Every time when Ebo plays, no matter if he's brought on or if he's starting, he's usually getting the next game too. Like always, two games on a bounce. And I really, I'm, I'm sometimes I'm so lost for words for him because he's so young. He's coming from France to Germany, and he's coming to this club to this massive club and it's such a, a big task to, to, to come in as this next great centre-back who's a centre-half who needs to be in the rotation early on and then maybe he could be a full-time starter but he's really doing fine like he acclimat acclimatized acclimatized. acclimatized really well uh, in the last couple of weeks and months and I'm absolutely okay with starting him and if this uh, protects Joel from another injury. Yes. Perfect. That's a really a shoot point, isn't it, John? Because it's we a very, know how very good is. point. Yeah, absolutely. Because we know what his track record is like. Um, I mean, it, it's a shame in a way because he has been in such good form. But you know, with a break coming up, if there's any concerns, give him a nice long time off, and then. And Kanati looks like he's quite capable of coming in and doing the job. So. You know, why just, not use it? Just sticking with you, John. And I know we we all agreed on um, Tacky to get the nod, or maybe Ox if he's back when he's fit and he's ready. Ox is actually an option for midfield that we've not spoken about if he is fit. Um, but Kay Gordon, where does he sit after last night's performances? Did he do himself well? You know, did he did he miss an opportunity to maybe put himself ahead of Tacky, or did Tacky's performance push him ahead? Why why Tacky over Kate Gordon? Well, I think Kate Gordon is is at the stage where Harvey Elliott was at when he first came. Mm -hmm. He comes in, and you can see, <coughs> excuse me, you can see the talent in the guy. Yeah, but he's not ready to, to fight for a, a permanent place in the side, and there are players there who offer a bit more at this stage. I mean, and maybe in two years' time he'll be fighting 
properly for a place. That's that's the way I see it anyway. I mean, I, you know, I do I don't uh, dismiss his talent. Mm-hmm. I just think if you've got players with more experience and a, and and you know at this stage, you know, uh, confidence on the ball in this kind of a setting, then you know they're going to get the nod ahead of him. Yeah, I think that's right. Too. It's such a fine line with these young players. Like, if he would have scored yesterday night, this this one chance early on in the second half, I maybe would have given him the nod to start. But like, every moment, every little one-on-one, every dribble can somehow make something psychologically, mentally for these young players, and like to get the third or fourth game on a bounce where he's really involved in into it and maybe the, the the first time where he's not that good or just average that would damage more than just let him sit right now that that, that would be better in my eyes and just bring him on when we are two or three nil up and he goes there and uh, fires around a bit that's easier for him and better for us it, it might be counterintuitive this but like in some ways Arsenal Arsenal aren't the most physical of sides anymore, and they they haven't been since they last won the league. To be honest with you, and that's part of Arsenal's problem, as yeah, I yeah. see it from the outside looking in. Arsenal might have been a better game for Gordon than Crystal Palace, in in some regards. You know, maybe if he was coming up against Tommy Asu on the right hand side, a bit more physicality. But coming up against Tierney on the left hand side, experienced player, but he's not gonna he's not gonna out muscle. Yeah, he's not gonna lean on you put his weight use his weight against you or anything he's going to give you a bit of an easier time maybe than than a Crystal Palace player would so uh, we're going to look at some of the fixtures then now um, for this season big game Saturday uh, Everton straight after um, Rafa Benitez agent Rafa leaves them <laughs> go straight into agent Gerrard uh, Everton Aston Villa 12.30 big dunk Stephen Gerrard in the dugout does it get much better only if you replace Aston Villa with Liverpool um, Phil Coutinho oh yeah Ooh. Phil Coutinho there as well I mean I can't wait for that to be perfectly honest with you Um other than that, we've got Manchester United against a very in-form West Ham United and David Moyes. The story's all over the place in this weekend, isn't there? Followed by Southampton City, which is... Let's just wrap it up now. Southampton, three points. Um, <laughs> but, right, let's look at the Saturday fixtures on their own then, John. Uh, I'll start with you. Everton Villa. Big dunk, Steven Gerrard. Who's getting the goals? Who's getting the win? Who's walking away? It's a tough one to call because Villa have started quite well under Gerrard but also probably not done as well as maybe they could have done in some games. Big dunk coming back, the crowd are for it. I know. He's probably been kicking some arse hasn't he, in training, telling people they better pull their fingers out or they'll have to deal with him. And the, <laughs> I don't know. That's a really difficult one to call. Evo? I usually... Go with the teams who recently sacked a manager because this new. Which ma- one of them? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like the new manager magic is is always something you have to look on. But it's it's a great story for for Coutinho. No matter how you feel about him when when he left us, it's a great story to come back. I saw all these 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 tweets like I've I've never seen Coutinho smiling that that bright since he since he left us. So yeah, I, I think. Aston Villa got this. You think Aston Villa got yeah. it? I I think I think it might be Everton. To be honest, I just think that is going to be an absolute pit 
on Saturday morning in a, in a good atmosphere type of a way. They've got big dunk back in charge. They've got rid of the the Liverpool manager in Rafa Benitez. Steven Gerrard's there to fire them up even more. And Phil Coutinho, that could be one of the all-time best Goodison atmospheres, to be honest with you. I mean, and they can produce an atmosphere when they want to, Goodison Park. And it's going to be really, really tough for Aston Villa. I, I, I just can't see anything. Do, but I, do I they know. miss in any players? Or like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. watch them that much, to be honest. I'll just look at the, res- the results and go, yeah, they lost. And they've had Calvert-Lewin, who's, who, since he's come back, clearly needs match fitness he hasn't got it but every game gets him closer and you got Richarlison who's always dangerous and, and, and um, Damari Gray has been on fire despite Everton being terrible you know so you know they, they've got ability there mm. they just didn't seem to be able to, to do it no, they were you know hamstrung by Rafa and his tactics <laughs> thank you very much Agent Rafa lovely glorious uh, Evo Manchester United West Ham is it whoever's in charge of Man United now, Ralph Ragnick, uh, or is it their old manager, David Moyes, walking away with the three points? I don't really know what to make out of United in the moment because, like, <laughs> you you saw this the the scenes with Ronaldo being subbed out and having this little conversation with Ragnick. Yeah, that, that was funny. I think I like West Ham. I think they are in a good form. They proved to be much better than we thought how how good they would be. Like some of us thought they would have already been gone and we thought the lost. same last season to be fair and they didn't go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we, we, we thought we they would have lost a bit more by now, but they, they are good. I think I don't really know maybe West Ham. Maybe. I think it's I think game. West Ham could do it. I, well, I, I think mean West, West, West Ham have had some good results in Old Trafford over the years. And and this season, this season has been a bit roller coastery. They've they've had really good form and then dipped and come back. And if they're actually in good form, I think they'll win. They bet Chelsea at, at, at the, in their own stadium mm-hmm. when when Chelsea was really in form. And I think like when this atmosphere goes up and they are as good as they are this season on the last two, they are absolutely capable of winning it. Yeah. I don't think United are very good. That's the bottom line. Yeah, um, and uh, they, they had a decent win the other day, but it, it looked better than it was. Um, so you know, I, I, I'm, I'm putting my money on West Ham. The, the, the other team are never out of the game with United at the moment, no matter who they're playing, and that's that's a long way from where Manchester United. They got be. Bowen. He's on fire at the mm. moment, hasn't he? And uh, Antonio's always a handful. And their central defenders side. are not necessarily up to scratch. They're a tough Particularly ask. Particularly as um, Ragnarok, or whatever it's called, <laughs> they, he, he's criticised his, his English players, hasn't he? Shaw and, and uh, Maguire and um, oh, it was that. the other one. Um, Wan-Bissaka, he Wan-Bissaka. said they're all not up to it. <laughs> He's not wrong, though, is he? No, to he's not. To be fair, they're all shite. You know what your manager telling you, do you? <laughs> he, he's a ruthless guy. Yeah, he doesn't care. <laughs> no, he doesn't, and and nor should he. You know, Manchester United should be at the, near the top of this table, and they're not. The money they've spent, you know, the players that they've got, they are they aren't aside, and they haven't been aside for a long time, and they still haven't replaced Ferguson, and it's glorious. And I will continue to revel in how terrible Manchester United are. And you know, you said you don't know what to make of Manchester United. I do. Toilet roll. Make them into toilet roll because they're shite, and they need. Just flushing, big time. Hate them. Just, um, just, just to like, like you touched on this, just to say, like for me coming from Germany, watching Jaden Sancho the last three years before he got there, yeah, 
he was amazing. He was unbelievable in the Dortmund side. And he comes to, <coughs> to, to, to United, he doesn't play. And like, of, of course he's young, he's, he's losing hope and belief when, 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 when you don't play, when no one believes in you. And the, when, when the manager doesn't believe in you. But he was amazing when he was at Dortmund. So, Van der Beek is, or Beck or whatever his name is, he's the same, isn't yeah. he? He must be sitting on the bench thinking, what the hell have I done coming in? They put that graphic on the screen last night about the most assists since 2018 when Trent Alexander-Arnold went into Liverpool side, wasn't it? And it was like Messi was above him and I can't remember who else was. But at the bottom of that graphic was Jaden Sancho. Like this is how this is the level I mean, that he was I, at. At the start of the season, Steve and uh, Ross and I had a, um, a a review of what this coming season was going to be like. And one of the questions was about I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like who, what's going to be the big story? Who's going to make a big impact? And I said, I think it's going to be Jaden Sancho, but not for the reasons you think. I think he's going to be absolutely awful. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I've been proved right. I think you have. <laughs> um, OK, Southampton City, City? City, yeah. I mean, Southampton have, have done reasonably well this season. Um, though they've always got a battering on in their you know, armoury, haven't they? So I fully see City absolutely marmalising. Yeah. Was it that 9-0 account keeps popping back up every couple of years to not again? Yeah, <laughs> shit, here we go again. Like. <laughs> uh, last big game of the weekend, obviously, uh, Liverpool-Crystal Palace being at 2 o'clock, but Chelsea-Tottenham Hotspur, 4.30. That, that is a big game. If we take a little look over at the league as well, you know, Tottenham, three games behind um, uh, West Ham, four games behind Chelsea, only eight points behind Chelsea. You know, Tottenham can very much make themselves They'll a be part third of if they win their yeah, games. They could. And they've actually started to play a bit better. Harry Kane's got a bit of form back. I watched them the other night and um, Tottenham were starting to, to get back to where they were. Kane certainly was a lot better. Yeah, I mean, you know, decent Chelsea, form as well, not lost Chelsea five. by their own accounts are tired, not the side they were two months ago. Yeah, so. one 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 drawn three, lost one. In fact, the in only the last game five. they played well in, in in the last couple of months is against us, mm. when they absolutely played out of their skin and still couldn't beat us. Yeah, who are you going with, Ivan? Tottenham had a good run of form, like you you've seen that one three draw two in the last five. So, I think and it's it's an important game for them, like thirty six points or what they've got, and, and they could get closer to to West Ham to the fourth place, I think, mm-hmm. and. Like, I wasn't really sure about Chelsea the whole season. I thought they were really good early on. But then, like, you guys, Paul, Steve, you, you, you always said, like, they, they, they will stumble. And they do. They really do. They are not as consistent. And I think, like, they, they need much more time to get mature, to get that elite. Because it's a long process. Like, we've seen so many great games from, from Liverpool all these years. And, like, we had a really entertaining football. Because of that, it, it doesn't seem for us as a, as a long process because it was always beautiful to watch. But it was a long, long time until we, we won something, mm-hmm. until we were really elite. And uh, it, it will take Chelsea as much time or maybe more. Okay. Uh, some interesting ones from the YouTube comments. Uh, DPS1 says, uh, come on, you saints. And also Chelsea will beat Spurs. Genevieve just says, saints, please. <laughs> and she prays for it. Um, Genevieve again, Chelsea seem a little disjointed at the moment. They may draw. I don't think you're allowed to predict draws when you're predicting <laughs> results, to be honest, Genevieve. I've got a problem with that. 
Don't be sensible. Tottenham all day long. Tottenham. Yeah, you know what Tottenham. Tottenham? Yeah, yeah, I go with Tottenham. Yeah, Tottenham, you can't predict a draw. Even if you think a draw, Genevieve, it's just the way that it is. That's life, I'm afraid. Uh, Now we're on to predictions for the Liverpool game, then before we wrap it up. Liverpool, Crystal Palace, John Machen, what's the scoreline going to be? 3 0. To Liverpool? Yeah. Goal scorers? Just Um, one? Jota. Yeah. Um, Jota. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Tacky. Okay, nice, I like it. Can I go with the same? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think three uh, 0 is a is, is a good shout, and I think that there, there will be a, n- not a disjointed game at all. But like, I think we will capitalize of a of a Virgil header to 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 take the lead, and then we just go and get a really professional. Um, score another two goals, maybe Taki. I would love, I would love it for him to to score. I, I root for him mm-hmm. to get better and get to into rhythm for the rest of the season. Yeah. So Bob, Vir- Virgil, Bobby's due a goal as well. Yeah. Was, yeah, must be a possibility. Definitely. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna say two 0 to Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I think it, much the same as you guys. I think it's just gonna be professional. I think we go in there with a little bit of a swagger to us. We take the ball away from Crystal Palace. Care Jones maybe bends one in from 25 yards. <sighs> Um, yeah. and, and maybe Fabinho back on the goal trail to make it four and five for him um, during AFCON so yeah for me Fabinho and Kurt Jones give Jota the uh, the day off in terms of goal scoring and save them for the next big one um, but yeah that's been the Uncensored Match Build Up Show thank you so much for joining us live of course we've got Evo Prokop we've got John Meachin and myself Chris Pajak for this one uh, we'll be back of course later on today uh, with the Start 11 prediction I'll be doing that one on Start 11 duties I'm also going to be doing an oppo preview with jim daly ahead of the crystal palace match on redmen plus so get involved over on redmen plus we've got an incredible murals documentary coming up later on this month so now's a great time uh, to get involved with redmen plus go over to redmentv.com sign up you get the final word from last night which was absolutely superb it was everything that i wanted it to be we've also got the 50 greatest premier league uh, players Uh, wait 50 greatest Liverpool players of the Premier League era uh, that released last month and there's so much extra content over on Redmen Plus get involved thank you very much for joining me gentlemen we'll see you next time Hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter that's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.